discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. said something he said she said, it was a she she said that if God is beautifying our auditoriums like this how much more our lives wow. I see the Lord making your life beautiful making your life exciting in the name of the Lord Jesus who can make your life beautiful there's no man who can turn your life around there's no man who can really bring a change in your life. Only Jesus does those things. A man who was born blind all of his life. All of his life. Met Jesus. And Jesus opened his eyes. No man can do such things. Only Jesus can. Ten people who had been lepers for many years. Had their leprosy vanishing. A woman who had who, who had lost all hope. A widow. A widower, right? A widow, rather. A widow is a lady, innit? So a widow, of course, that means that she's lost her husband and had gone on to lose her only son, her only child. Jesus came and touched the coffin and the boy stood up. Only Jesus can do such things. So if you know that Jesus is the one who is who is responsible for your life and who's responsible for the blessings that you have and where you are going, then I want you to give him a big, 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 big shout. Father, we are grateful. Thank you for this glorious opportunity to be together like this. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. Thanks a million for the life that you have given to us. Thank you for showing us, us how to live this life. Thank you for your blessings, your joy, your goodness, your strength that we enjoy. We are grateful and we are thankful. Thank you that tonight you bless us with your word. Dear Holy Spirit, speak to us. 
speak to us through your word. Bring changes, Lord. Cut out what needs to be cut out. And bring in what needs to be brought in. Make our lives better than it has ever been. Take us from one level of glory to another. Yes, we are moving from glory to glory because you are with us. And you are in us. We are grateful. We receive your word with meekness, with gladness, and with great joy. Knowing that it is our means for change. Thank you for this opportunity. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. You may kindly take your seats in the heavenly places where you belong. Hallelujah. This morning when I woke up, the Lord told me, you, didn't, you guys didn't thank me for this place. That's what God said. You didn't, you've not thanked me for this. Like you've not done a thanksgiving in this auditorium. So I want us to do a special thanksgiving, but we'll do it on Sunday morning so that everybody can be around. Isn't that a good thing? So Sunday morning, we are going to have a very nice Thanksgiving time. Okay? So bring your dancing shoes. Since we are into Kambu, you can wear your Kambu and come on Sunday. All choristers, wear Kambu and come. Everybody should wear. Just, we are coming to dance. We dance for 45 minutes. Okay? We we'll praise God for... Yes. What are you saying? Heats. Beautiful. Yes. You understand praise. So we'll come and come and dance and thank God. The only way... I'm going to preach a message called the key to multiplication. And the key to multiplication is thanksgiving and praise. Yes. So as we are thanking God and praising God, God is going to multiply us in a very special way. So all of this, this one, great multiplication is just one, it's just one key. It's the key of thanksgiving and praise. This one has many keys, but this one is just one key. Hallelujah. So on Sunday we'll be using that key very powerfully. Are you excited about it? Tell me about these my bottles. They will sit on airplanes. All over the world. Everywhere. Yeah. You better say something. Slap your buttocks and say, This is my buttocks. It will sit on many airplanes. And go everywhere. Yeah. Believe it all. The prophecy you believe is a prophecy that happens for you practically. Yeah. I was in the US some time ago and I traveled to about seven different states. Preaching from place to place. Yeah, it's a blessing. Just 12 years ago, I had not sat on a plane before. 13 years ago. Just 13 or um, something years ago, I had not sat on a plane before. Are you surprised? You are surprised? Yeah. Now I, it's stressful. It's too much stress. I sit on a plane for hours. Yeah. Next week, I'm traveling. Next week, for instance, I'm traveling. I'm going to Singapore. You'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling for hours, about 19 hours of flights. Just to go and spend one week doing some meetings and then come back. If you don't confess that your motors will sit on the plane, hey, it will not sit on the plane. No. You see that it's only sitting on Trotro and Aboboya. And you're going like that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
What a blessing. Dr. Kaba, it's good to see you. Yes, Dr. Kaba is in the house. Thank you, Dr. Wade. Yes. He's a lecturer at KNUST and a very good friend of mine. You are welcome. And all of you are welcome. Tell anybody you are welcome. All right. So yesterday I started sharing with you on sanctification, isn't it? A key to fruitfulness. If you remember, during the first service, as I preached, I shared nine keys to all-round fruitfulness. And one of the keys I mentioned, I think the fourth or the fifth key, was the key of knowing what God delights in, identifying what God delights in, and delighting in the same. So look for what God likes, and also like it. What it means is that look, look for what God dislikes, and also dislike it. Brothers and sisters, the foundation of God stands sure. We can't change it. We can't say that this is a new generation. The word of God is true for every generation. If you subscribe to it, you will get what those who have gone ahead of us have gotten over the years. You see, you have to subscribe to what God, God, God's word says. You can't change it. We can't change it for you. It doesn't work. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, the Bible says that the foundation of God, mm, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. It stands sure. It's not moving. Let's look at other versions. Maybe you don't understand what he's saying. The foundation of God stands sure. I want to see whether another version will say something for the word sure. Do you have any other version that's, is there any other version you have? This is what NLT. God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription. Okay, let's look at other things. The Lord knows those who are his, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. This is the seal, the inscription on the, 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 the foundation of God, the throne of God. But God's strong base is unchanging. So it doesn't change. Whether you are young or old, or old it doesn't change. God's strong base is unchanging, having this sign. The Lord has knowledge of those who are his. All those who are his, he knows them. Let everyone by whom the name of the Lord is named turn away from evil. If you are named by the name of the Lord, if you are a Christian, he says that you turn away from what? Evil. So you cannot engage in evil. Always remember Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. For what purpose? That he might sanctify you see, the church is already satisfied. He, he gave himself for the church. That is salvation. Now, he says after salvation, he wants to sanctify and cleanse the church with the washing of water by the word. I don't know if you get it. Now, in salvation, you are sanctified. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11 says that, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, but he are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So by the grace of God, by, by, by reason of the, of, of the born-again experience, you are sanctified, you are set apart, you are chosen by God. Do you see? You are God's beloved, you are God's most treasured, his highest treasure. Oh yes. Oh, yes. But then he wants, after salvation, he wants you to continue walking in sanctification in this crooked and perverse world. Do you see? Philippians chapter, chapter 3, chapter 2, verse 14. Look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Do all things without memory and disputing, 
For what purpose? So that you may be blameless. So there are Christians who, are blame, who have blame. He says he wants you to be blameless and harmless. The sons of God without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse, gener- a perverse nation. Among whom ye shine as light in the world. So he wants you to shine as light in the world. A light that is covered cannot shine. The brightness of the light cannot be seen. Do you see? So when you are engaging in things you are not supposed to engage in, your light cannot shine. Your light does not shine. So you are a Christian, you are a child of God, but you are not shining as you are supposed to shine. So God wants you to be purified. He wants you to be cleansed. He wants you to, be, he wants you to take care of yourself properly. He wants you to learn how to handle your vessel in sanctification and in honor. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. You see, everything is in the Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 from verse 1. If I don't tell you these things, I'm not be telling you the whole counsel of God. God told me something some time ago. That this is what is lacking in our church. What I'm telling you now, what I'm talking to you now, is what is lacking in our church. Yes. And that if we want to see our church go to higher levels, if we want to see all the individuals rise up to become what God, to become the stars that God has made us, then we must add sanctification to our lives, proper, proper. You must decide that this beggars of yours is not entering another beggars anywhere. Do you understand beggars? Do you know what beggars is? I'm talking about, you decide that my penis is not entering any vagina unless I am married. I'm going home, it's like it on. Yeah. Because you may not know, it's like it has become a normal, it's a normal thing. I was being told today of, I mean, you can go to a lady's room, you knock on the door and the guy opens it for you. And the guy will tell you, oh, she has gone for lectures. And he's, he's without, he, he doesn't have a top and he's in the room. He, yeah. Oh, the guy has gone for, like the lady's room when the guy is the one who is there. Daddy, daddy is home. He's daddy and he's home. It's amazing. Hey! You say she's bathing. Since when? When did this one to become? When did it come? Your mother and father have sent you to come to school. You have come to marry in school. You are doing what only older people do. You have what? You have left and cleaved already. Hey! God doesn't like such things though. You are shift deleting your future. That's what you are doing. What you are doing is that you are making your future a very normal one. It's like normal, no extraordinary, nothing, nothing special about you. Nothing special about you. That's, that's what you are doing. There's nothing unique about you. Yeah. Esther. I'm going to talk about Esther. But yeah, Esther was chosen by the king. Esther became the king's property. You see, she became the queen. And what that meant was that she was not to be shared with any other person. Yeah. She's not to be shared with any other person. That is what makes you unique. Because the Lord has chosen you and decided that you are his. What it means is that he doesn't want to share you with another person. He doesn't want to share you with, today you are, he's sharing you with Jack, Jack Toronto. Tomorrow he's sharing you with Billie Jean. The next time he's sharing, he's sharing you with Slippery, Slippery Susie. And the next time he's sharing with Lioness uh, Lily. It doesn't work. Are you understand what I'm saying? Like God, he wants you don't you don't take your 
your, your gold chain and put it in a toilet. Oh, Charlie, you don't do that. And yet, you might, it doesn't work. Do you see? So, let these things sink into, because it's in the Bible, it's all over. You see, First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Furthermore then, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us, how you ought to walk and to please God. God is expecting you to please him, not to please yourself. Not to respond to your, your, your feelings, but to respond to what he says. Ask for the feelings, they are there. Oh, who told you there are no feelings? Ask your neighbor, do you have feelings? You have feelings? Charlie, it's not easy. The feelings are wow. Yeah, they are wow. But listen, have you noticed that when you are focused on God and other things, there are some people who even use education to kill feelings. Yeah, they can use education, school, to kill their feelings. Yes, how much more the word of God? Yes, if you focus, it's because of what you are watching. And what you are listening to. Do you see? It's just because of that. What you watch and what you hear is what fuels desire. Desire must be fueled. And desire is fueled by what you are watching and what you are hearing. Yes. <laughs> watch Melatao. You'll be fine. You realize that your feelings are fast and pray more. You realize that your feelings are becoming better. You don't have a certain kind of more fasting. I'm going to talk about it in some few minutes. You see, because, you see, Look at it, it says, and how you should please God. So you would abound more and more. You want to abound more and more in pleasing God. Next verse 2. For you know what commandment we gave you by the Lord Jesus. This is the commandment that God has given to us. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. That you should abstain from, from fornication. Yes, meaning that fornication defiles you. Straight to the point. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. That you should abstain from fornication. And that everyone should know, that everyone of you should know how to possess his vessel or his body in sanctification and honor. Learn how, you must learn it. It doesn't come in a day. Maybe you are watching porn seven times a day. You must start to learn how to possess your beggars. Do you understand beggars? How to... How to... Uh, how to handle your beggars for, your, for the thing to reduce to two times a day. Then after some time, it reduces to three times a week. Then it reduces gradually before you realize it's zero. You don't remember anymore. Eh? Someone, Reverend George was preaching on KNUC campus some few weeks ago. As he was preaching, a lady stood up and went to go and masturbate and come back and come and continue the service. Yeah, as they were preaching the message. Yeah, that is the extent to defilement that some people have gotten into. Yeah, very wild. And the devil is using it to bomb your future. Yeah. Do you think if Joseph had given himself over to Potiphar's wife, he would have become the prime minister? You think it's a joke? It's not a joke. There are some levels you can never get to because God cannot use you. That was what I showed you. Second, second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. I showed you there, isn't it? Let me show it to you. Yeah, the sure foundation, depart from iniquity, verse 20, in a, in a great house. But in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to honor. Next, if a man therefore purge himself from this, if you decide that, Charlie, 
I'm not going to go along this line. It is there. It is popular. People are doing it. It's like they're having a nice time. But what they don't know is that they are bombing their future. And you are actually destroying your opportunity to spend eternity with God on a certain light. Yes, because godliness is profitable unto this life and to the life which is to come. If you live a godly life, you will have profit in the life to come. If you don't live a godly life, you will not have profit for the life to come. And you will not have profit for this life. That's the truth. That's why I began by telling you that word of God cannot be changed for you. To suit you. It's like, oh, these days the feelings are more. These days we have more things to watch. We have more problems. And God understands. God does not understand. God does not what? Because the same Holy Ghost Paul had is the same Holy Ghost you have. He has not been watered down. It's the same Holy Spirit who is in you. That was in him. That helped him. So God is expecting to count on the Holy Ghost to help you to live the way God wants you to live. Are you in the church or you have gone home? Yes. Go back to that place where we're reading. First, second Timothy. If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto Anna. Sanctified. Are we not sanctified already? We are, but we're talking about practical sanctification. Sanctified and fit or meet for the master's use. Meaning that God wants vessels to use. God wants vessels to use. God wants to, he wants vessels he can use to become the, the, the billionaires of this, our country. It's the true dollar billionaires. But because, for some people, they can never rise to become dollar billionaires because of Emape. Yes. What is the English name for Emape? Womanizing. Emapeps. Emapeps. Womanizing. Or boozing. You can't help yourself. Or betting. Is it Proverbs 19, whatever? There's a verse for betting. And it's as, like, it's as become popular. Everybody's pop is betting. Oh, is it not just, is it not just uh, whatever? What? It's an investment. Is it not just spots? Oh, it's just spots. If you want to be poor, get involved in some of those things. God can handle hand some things over to you. That is the truth. Do you have you ever read First Samuel chapter sixteen, eh, where Samuel came to come and appoint a, a king, okay, for Israel among the sons of Jesse. When, when uh, Jesse's first son, Eliab, stood up to come and present himself. When he stood up, the Bible says that he was head, he was a tough guy, very nice guy. First Samuel sixteen verse seven. Eh, it says, verse 6 says, And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab. The prophet looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord anointed this before him because of how fine boy. The beard, the beard was inside. The, the, the six pack was there. He could shake his breast like that. There's a video I want to show you. I want to show you a video. I wanted to put it on the pastor's page, but I forgot. It's about beard and things. You like such things? It's a nice video. You should see it. Yeah. A lady is going to choose a guy, and all you are looking at is beard. And 
Right now, all the boys are keeping beard. Hey! You, you lick your lips, sir. I feel they know I'm no bone. Hey! Charlie, Eliab was a fine boy. He knew he was handsome. And he was using his handsomeness. Ah, it was not easy for the ladies in the town. Yeah. When the professor said, Ah, surely the, the Lord's anointed is before him. This is the Lord's anointed. And he took the oil, the horn of oil to anoint him. Look at what God said. Look at the, look at the next God. God is always looking on. You think God is joking? God is not joking at all. He's always looking for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking for, some, he's looking for a lady who can be used. He's, just, he's looking for a lady who can control the country. Either controlled by becoming president or marrying someone who becomes president. And con- Every president is controlled by his wife. Everyone. Everyone. Every pastor is controlled by the wife. Every is controlled. Fear. Listen. Tell your neighbor, fear the pastor's wife. Tell your the other neighbor, fear the president's wife. They don't have, listen, they don't have a special recognized office. But the office is real, it's there. They have keys. If you like, play with them, you see. Women are very powerful. Oh, yeah. The men, you just do too, no? When they lie in bed and they pass their hand around you like this, you realize our mind has changed. Yeah. If you don't think, if you don't think the ladies are powerful, go and ask Adam. Ask Adam what happened. Adam did not eat the thing. It's a lady who had the thing. But when Adam thinks about losing the girl, like no, let me eat some. Let me eat some. Sure, you are playing with ladies be there. Ahab would never have been a killer. He would never have been a murderer. But for his wife. Ahab became a murderer because of his wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all over. Samson lost his strength because of women. <laughs> wow. Look at lady, don't just choose. Oh. Hmm. Okay. And I'm going to the rate of those divorced among Christians because we, you see, God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, if you pretend that God says this is your husband and you were married, you will deal with the pretense. So many are married to hypocrites. It's not God who said in the Papa, I dreamt I saw that he was holding a flowers and I was crossing a river. You are a liar. It is his sister. They saved me from six packs and a lot of beer, Kakra. It's not any Holy Spirit. It's not me, Block my eyes from all Kakra. They like 
and I've gone to the reach of those divorced. Hallelujah. It's okay. I don't know. There's a lady's song that I wanted you to hear. But you can't hear it well. Yes. The lady was singing and saying that, Lord, save us from beard. And from Sispak. And from hairy, hairy chests. You think about those things when you're a child. When you grow up, you don't think about some things. Yeah. Hallelujah. Maybe you can post it on your previous page so I can listen to it well. You laugh. Uh, you know, but it says, But the Lord, this is First Samuel 16, 17. But the Lord said unto someone, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. Can God, can, will God say he has refused you? The guy was an Israelite. He was an Israelite. He was a child of Jesse. He was from the tri- tribe of Benjamin. He could become a king, but God says that I refused him. He didn't know that he was under examination. He never knew that God was watching him and examining him and finding out how he was behaving and thinking and all of that and what he was doing. He was just fooling around. When the day of choosing came, God said, I don't like this one. I don't like this one. So the question is, what is going to, God going to say about you when it's time for him to choose? Yeah, because God also likes some things and he doesn't like some things. You are there things you like. Oh, are there things you like? And are there things you don't like? What kind of a guy do you like? What kind of a guy do you like? God-fearing guy. She says God-fearing. Nanabosu says he didn't hear what you said. We want to know. Apart from God fearing, how about you? Is there any physique you are interested in? No. It's not, it's, not, it's not a trick question. It's just an honest question. Okay, so say, I mean, whatever it says that. You like short guys, tall guys, fat. Tall guys. Tall guys. Yeah. So, by virtue of what she likes, when she sees a short guy, it's out. You are out. If you are a short guy and you want to qualify, go for height training. Go for why wear high heels. That's it. And I'm going to the rate of those divorces among Christians because we, you see, the Bible says God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, if you pretend that God says this is your husband and you were married, you will deal with the pretense. So many are married to hypocrites. It's not God who said anything. Papa, I dreamt I saw that he was holding a flowers and I was crossing a river. You are a liar. It is his six-pack. Holy Ghost, please save me from six-packs and a lot of beard, Kakra. It's the beard. 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 It's Save us from Big Bottoms! 
advise you. Yeah. The Lord must help you or else you'll be shocked that you have disqualified yourself completely because of buttocks, because of breasts, because of six pack, and shamefully because of beard and money. Small money you get because of what? Car. Oh! iPhone. Indomie, Indomie, Indomie. Because of Indomie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a shock. Yes, the Lord is coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, so that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spots or wrinkles or any such thing. Like the Lord wants a pure, cleansed, fresh bride. No impurities. No, not, that's the church that the Lord is coming for. So the message on sanctification is very important for our time. Because, and yes, all of us will be disqualified. You enter churches and you have all kinds of things. You have the pastor sleeping with so many people. Yeah, I have, I know some people, Charlie, that's all they do. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're a girl and you are in the church, you are in trouble. Yes. If you are beautiful, small, and nice, finish. You are not going to survive. Small bottles, big bottles, small but they don't care. I mean, that's the senior pastor, so. Yes, that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God doesn't, he's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. There are pastors who are into duping people. Yes, in the, in the name of fraud, they are fraudsters. One pastor said, Charlie, look at me, I'm going to get $10,000 from this woman very, in the next few minutes. Look at me right now. Then he called. I mean, this is, this is a pastor who had met, met another pastor. Five minutes later, he's doing this before the pastor he took a phone and said, look at what I'm going to do. Look at Then he called. Okay, madam. Uh-huh, so you said your, 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 your husband is sick? Okay, no problem. Masuka kaladahasa. Eloa, the Lord is telling me for you to send $10,000 to my account. And that will release the, the, the blessing of health into your, your, your husband's life. Send it now. And the woman was, you know, panicking at the other side. Of the phone, and she sent the money. When he finished, cut the call. I mean, I just, he said, I just finished. The, I just finished the woman. Many pastors, wicked people, wicked people. Yeah, it's all over. So when you set yourself apart, small now, then the Lord starts using you. When you distinguish, when a pastor separates himself from the finances of the church, the, the, God starts blessing them. The church starts growing. My finances have never been involved in the church's finances since since its beginning. Yeah, I don't have anything to do with it. Sometimes I do, I, do, I do a service. I don't even know what offering came. Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm not looking for the offering for myself. It's not for myself. If I'm taking offering, you think this is cheap? You think this is, this is cheap? Have you seen the pillars downstairs? Yeah, it's money. Money. This is just six months work. Six months. It's been just six months and we are sitting in something. If there is no money, I will not be surprised if we spent over a million here already. A long time ago. Even equipment, getting equipment, millions, hundreds of thousands. 
Yes, this is, and this is one of the things we are doing. It's not everything. I mean, I posted something today. And people, hey, this is, you don't know. You don't know. I don't like posting because people talk too much. So I don't like posting. Huh. You don't know. Hey. Hmm. Drop the bag. Bishop Oedipo said, drop the purse. Drop the purse or the bag of the ministry. There are ministers whose money and the church's money, there's no difference. There's no difference. Yeah. They are synchronized. When offerings come and they are going, they put it in their, in their boot and then go. How can the church grow? Are you in the church? God is coming for a church without spot. Keep this verse in your mind. He's coming for a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy. The church should be what? Holy. Not in position only, but in work and experience and practice. That is why I'm sharing what I'm sharing. Because it's very important to God. Without this, the end time church cannot function. And Jesus cannot come. When he comes, only three of us will go. Yeah. The pastor too will not go. Yeah. Only three people. The, 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 three, the three one will be children. <laughs> Three-year-olds and four-year-olds who just, will just go. Shee! And then we are all left here. Hey! Ask your neighbor, do you want to be left here? What did he say? Then you must decide to, you must take responsibility. Yes, I started sharing with you the responsibility of what? Sanctification, isn't it? The first one is that we must accept the responsibility of purging ourselves. Do you remember? That was what I shared yesterday. I spoke about Daniel. How Daniel purpose in his heart not to defile himself. So you must also, it's a purpose in heart thing. You must decide by the help of the Holy Ghost that Charlie, this thing I'm not going, I'm not going to do it. And I told you that sin shall not have dominion over you because you're a child of God. Sin, has, sin is a choice. Romans chapter 6 shows us that sin is a choice. He says you can obey. Look at Romans chapter 6, verse, um, verse 12. Okay, he says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the last verse. Verse 13. Neither yield your members as instruments of righteousness unto sin, but yield yourself. It's like you can you yield or you don't yield. Neither yield yourselves unto, uh, uh, sorry, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Go to verse 15. 15. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. How shall we, knowing not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey? So it's a matter of obedience. And obedience is in your power. You can decide that I like this or I don't like this. I'm choosing this or I don't choose this. Do you see? Yeah. To whom you need yourself, servants to obey. His servants indeed ye are. Either unto life, either unto life, unto, it is either unto obedience, unto life, or unto sin, unto what? Unto death. So it's actually up to you. One leads to life, one leads to death. Eh? Knowing not that he to whom you need yourself, servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience. You can obey God unto righteousness. You can obey God unto righteousness, or you can disobey God unto sin and hence unto death. Do you see? Verse 17. Then it says, But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, that ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. So you are a natural servant of righteousness now. You are, you are a servant of sanctification. When he uses the word righteousness here, he's talking about walking in righteousness. Do you see? Yes. Next verse. 
you know that the opposite of righteousness is sin? Yeah. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of the flesh. It goes on and on. So you can read the whole of Romans chapter 6. You will know that it's actually a choice now. It's not, sin is not a problem in the New Testament. Like we are not under the bondage of like you can't help yourself. That I can't help myself. It's not true. You have decided that you just say, you, 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 you they like and pass God. I they enjoy and The sex is too good. Yeah. The feeling is too good. <laughs> and then you marry and you are coming to bring us all kinds of problems. You can't give birth. Because of what you did some time ago. Your menses have stopped coming. Most of this, most of this fornication, constant, whatever, it starts cutting your menses. I don't know how come, but most of, most of those who are along that line, that's what happens to them. You see that menses have stopped. Yeah? The menses that's not come. I know somebody, I mean, we are struggling with it right now. I've spoken to her. The sex is too good. And now her menses has cut. And she wants us to pray for it to come. Uh, someone will collect $10,000 from you soon. Yeah, because you are opening the door for sin to come into your life. You see, what I'm going to preach is what I'm saying. I'm just going to give you the points because I'll preach all that I'm going to say to you, okay? Alright, so number two responsibility that we have is that we must, we must take responsibility to purify ourselves. Purging yourself and then purifying yourself. Hmm? Purifying yourself. First John chapter 3 verse 1 to verse 3. 1 John 3, 1 to 3. <laughs> Behold, what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the, son, therefore the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Then he says, and everyone that has, that has this hope in him, purifieth himself, even as he is pure. So God wants you to purify yourself. Do you understand purify? What does it mean to purify something? To clean yourself constantly. Do you get it? You purify yourself, purify your mind, purify your body, purify your spirit, purify yourself. Through how? Through the word of God. How? Through the agency of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one, you see, says, but, and if ye through the Spirit mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. So you can, you can purge or purify yourself through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, okay? Are you in the church? How do you purify yourself? By using the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 9. Psalm 119 verse 9 to verse 11. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way or purify his way? By taking heed thereunto, thereto, according to thy word. The way for a young man to purify his ways is by taking heed or obeying the word of God. You see verse 10. Look at verse 10. With, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments or thy word. Verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. When you keep the word of God in your heart, the word of God has a way of preventing you from doing some things. I don't know how it works, but that's how it has. The word of God has hands and has legs. It can hold you and say, we are not going. I remember one of my friends, today is his, uh, his uh, wedding anniversary. You know, and there was this lady who stripped naked. I mean, we're going to get down to business. It's penis was up like this, pointing to the north. Hey! And then, well, that's when, he, I mean, they were trying to get. When he removed his dress, everything, the penis just went down. Hey! Olympus has fallen. 
Pastor Mark is in the house. <laughs> it just fell like a she. And he couldn't bring the thing back up. The word of God in him was holding him like this. The body could not respond. Because of how much word was inside. The word was just speaking. But words. Eh? The word of God came. You are, lose, you are going to lose your destiny. You are going to have this. Going... Hey, the beggars just went back to, to what? To Tatali. Like Tatali. Uh, it just became like Tatali. Factory setting. Hey! How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to God's word. Living Bible. Let's read Living Bible. Of verse 1. Verse 11. Living Bible, verse 11. New Living Bible is fine. Or Living Bible. Okay. Do you have TL? Is it TLV? TLV. Quickly, please. Do you have it? Or you don't have it? You don't have it. Pastor Mark, can you read yours to us? Wow. Are you enjoying the word? Beautiful. I have three messages to preach to you today. More time. Yes. It says, I have thought much about your words and stored them in my heart so that they would hold me back from sin. So that they will hold me back from sin. That's what the word of God does. The word of God is what keeps you. That's what cleanses you. John chapter 15 verse 3. Jesus said, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. It cleanses you. It holds because it has legs and has hands. The word of God is a person. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Isn't it? Yeah. Look at Hebrews 4 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divine sound of soul and spirit and the joints of marrow. And it's the designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Then it says in verse 13, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. The word of God has eyes. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him. It's a person with whom we have to do. The word of God is a person. Why? Because the word of God is Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the word of God made flesh. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So the word of God is flesh. The word of God is, is human. His name is Jesus. And if you keep the word in your heart, it will keep you from doing wrong things. So the way to purify yourself is by storing the word of God in your heart. Okay? Keep listening to it. Keep watching it. That's why we did these videos. And these things are there for you to listen to. What would I have done without videos? <laughs> Even today, my, my, my whole day, I was just watching a video. One message, I've watched it so many times, I still watch it because it's, it's helping me. Blessing me. Yeah, I've watched it so many times and I'm still watching it. That was what I, that's what I've been doing. Yes, let them not, not depart from the eyes. I've been watching videos since, can you imagine? Those who are in my house who could hear what, I mean, my, this is my house, the room has windows, so you can hear whatever I'm doing in my room. It's very serious. Yeah, I was just watching something. Yeah. Do you see? It will keep you. Don't throw it away. Keep it. That's the only way to honor God in your life. Are you in a church you have gone home? Yeah. Psalm 1, verse 1 to verse 3. You know that verse, right? Blessed is a man that does not what? You always miss it. You don't know. Blessed is a man that... Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. The un what? The ungodly. So the ungodly are not your friends. Ungodly boys and girls are not your friends. Your friends are the guys who are sleeping around. Your friends are the ladies who are masturbating and doing all kinds of things. Your bestie. 
your bestie is a, is a sugar girl. Sugar baby. The sugar baby. You see, and she's always introducing you to these guys, to these men. They are, that's your best friend. Very soon, before you realize, we are sugar infants. <laughs> you are a teddy bear, right? Terry Tebbies. Nor standing in the way of sinners, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in it does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth its fruit in his season. For his, his wish also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God is not committed to shabby type of life. No, 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 he's not. He won't mind you. Yeah. There's a time when God is expecting you to work with him properly. Okay? There's more, but let me just cut it short. Always remember that we have grace to lay aside anything that is worrying us. Always remember. I have said that to you yesterday. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Okay, so point number three. Point number three. Now, what, 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 if, what if you are into so many things? Just repent. Today can be the day of your repentance. Receive grace to repent. Yes, to change. The prodigal son made a choice to go home. He made a choice. Luke chapter 15, verse 17. He made a choice to turn. And he just decided, it's okay. I'm not. And when he came to himself, he said, How many high servants of my servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. Verse 6, 18. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of, as one of thy servants, thy high servants. Verse 20. And he arose. When he made the decision, he took practical steps to go back. He arose and came to his father. So decide that I'm coming to my father. It's okay. I'm tired of all these things. And when you repent, God, God, takes, God looked at it. He takes notice of it. And he begins to help you. So I said receive grace to repent today. Receive grace to drop all those things that have been worrying you today. I pray and use the word of God which is sharper than any two edges so to severe every tie that you have been involved in, every spiritual link that you have been involved in, I cut it now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare that you are free and free indeed. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. When Ahab decided to change, everything turned around for him. In 1 Kings, hallelujah. Hmm. Decide to change. Tell me about decide to change. Yeah, David changed. David fooled around, he changed. God helped him. Hmm? Yes, this is 1 Kings 21 25. But there was none like unto Ahab, which, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel his wife stirred up. This guy was a very wicked guy. And God said some things and he changed. Look at the next verse. And did very abominable, abominably in following idols, according to all the things as did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. 27. And it came to pass, when he had heard those words, that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh, and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. He changed. Next verse. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the chief by saying, Seest how thou how Ahab humbled himself before me, because he humbled himself before me, I will not bring the, the evil in this, I will not bring the evil in his days. 
but in his son's days will I bring the evil upon his house. His, the, the evil skipped him because he changed. He repented. When you repent, God takes notice of it. Do you see? Yeah. What is repentance? Repentance means change your mind. It's from the word metanoia. It means to change, have a change of mind. Decide that it's okay. Ya bre. Ma bre. Je bre. Tu bre. Eo bre. Vu bre yon. Nu bre ye. Vu bre. Ya bre, ya bre ye nye biyum. Decide that it's okay. Kekele deke ye mbu biyum. I will not play. Cut your ball and say, I'm not playing the ball again. I'm going home. Sa edie edie no ye jai. Sa dey. Oti edie edie asem. Oti ase. So oti ase. Ana oti ase. Oka o dem meka o ha na wai we nimsenia. Eh yame kanu unim yame unim yame kanu. What are you talking about? You always say it with your friends. You are saying things. Eh me die die me do. Now top o kase. Sa edie edie no ye jai. Na wai we nimsenia na meka na nyampa. Oh, you're making me feel bad. I feel like going home. Yeah. Try and try and try and try You die. Sadden. Betting, betting, you die. You die. Then you boom. You're a punk. You're a punk. Tap on up on your head. Hallelujah. Do you like what I'm sharing with you? Number four, number three thing that will help you. That you need to take responsibility along. Okay? These are things you need to do. The Holy Spirit only meets you at the point when you, when you, when you start moving and He meets you. That's how it is. Okay? Faith works with you moving. You have to move. When you move, then the Lord meets you. But if you don't move, the Lord will not come and hold you and carry you. Salvation has been purchased, but you need to move to receive it. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. He didn't say, whosoever the Lord shall choose. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So when you call upon the name of the Lord, then you are saved. But if you don't call on the name of the Lord, you cannot be saved. I say it. Uh, so there are things that you need to also do. When you do them, when you keep the word of God in your heart, you are held. Okay? When you take a decision that I, I'm going to purge myself, God helps you. Are you saying it? So number three, you must engage in prayer and fasting. Yeah. Yes. You must engage in what? Because of what fasting does for you. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6 to verse 8. Isaiah 58, 6 to 8. Sometimes your flesh is all over the place. You have eaten a... All your body knows are physical things and physical strength. Do you see? There's a certain kind of strength that comes from only fasting. Fasting allows your spirit man to have influence over your flesh and have influence over your environment. Yes. That's what fasting does. There's a certain spiritual strength 
and energy. That only comes through fasting and prayer. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. I know someone who sleeps for just four hours a day. But he's fine. He's fasted and prayed and fasted and prayed and fasted and prayed at different times for many years to the point that he has gotten to the place where he doesn't need six to seven or eight hours of sleep in order to be able to function. No. He doesn't need it. Because there's such spiritual energy coming from his spirit that is able to sustain him, sustain his flesh, sustain his body. Remember, Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights in the mountain. And he had energy to climb down, to come back down. Elijah fasted for 40 days. He walked for 40 days and 40 nights. After taking spiritual food from angels, he was able to walk in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights. So you can also move along a certain line with spiritual energy. Yeah, there's spiritual energy. Yesterday when I was preaching, I was fasting. I had not eaten for more than 24 hours. Did I look like I was going to die? No. Without, listen, without those things, you can't, your, your body will just take over. All the time. Like there's a test for foolish things consistently, continuously, all the time. Because there's no spiritual energy coming from you. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6, verse 8. Let me show you these verses. It says, it's not this the fast that I have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness. Fasting causes you to lose the bands of wickedness. Wickedness is taken away by virtue of fasting. To lose the bands of to undo the heavy burdens. Heavy burdens are undone through fasting and prayer. Are you seeing it? And to let the oppressed go free. Oppression goes away. Oppression leaves your life through fasting and prayers. And that you break every yoke. Fasting helps you to break every yoke that is around your leg, around your neck. All yokes are broken through fasting and prayer. You'll see it more as we go on. Next verse 8, verse 7. Is it not to do thy bread to the hungry? He's talking about love. You see, fasting and prayer and love, learning to walk in love, makes a world of a difference for your life. Is it not to do thy bread to the hungry? Give your bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? Be kind to others. When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide, that, hide not thyself from thy own flesh or from your family members. The fact that you are fasting and praying does not mean that you, don't, you shouldn't do anything nice to anybody. Do you understand? That is why those who are also fasting and praying and are not full of love don't have anything happening for them. Fasting and prayer must go with love. You must learn to walk in love. Next verse, verse 8. Then shall thy light break forth. He's talking about the word of God. You will have access to the word of God. Then shall thy light break forth as a morning. The word of God will start working in you properly. Properly. How can you sow a seed without digging the ground? Digging the ground is fasting and prayer. Hearing the word is sowing the seed into the ground. When you put the seed on the soil, chances of vultures coming for it is very high. So receiving the word of God without fasting and prayer is a problem. That is why you may have heard the word and heard the word and heard the word. It's like it's not doing much to you. It's not changing you. It's not doing anything to you. You are becoming badder and badder and badder and badder. Bad, badder, baddest. Because you are not engaging in the spiritual activity of fasting and prayer. Not fasting that are, are, are said by the, the church to do. No, on your own. On your own. Personal fasting. 
What are you doing? You want, you want your straight man to have influence over your flesh because your straight man is pure. Your straight man has Jesus in there. But he's locked up in your straight man because you keep eating all the time. You see? And you are fasting and you are not praying. As you are fasting, you must find time, find an hour. You fast off natural food so that you can feed on spiritual food. That's what that fasting is to fast off natural food to feed on spiritual food. So as you are fasting, you are praying and you are studying the Word. So that the Word of God can have entrance. It says, your life shall break forth at the morning. And thine health, your health, your health. I mean, now they are, they are talking about um, um, intermittent fasting and how it is good for slimming and health is healthy for you. Your liver gets to stop. Uh, your liver gets to get some rest. Your kidneys get some rest. All kinds of things get some rest in you so that you can live longer. The Bible has said it already. It says, your health shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness, your righteousness, your sanctification, your ability to live for God, for what will go before you. And the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. The glory of the Lord in your life will just start showing. Why? Because of the fasting, the prayers, and the love that you're working in. Yeah? So you want your righteousness to break forth, to go forward? What you need is fasting and prayers. So these are responsibilities. No, God, God cannot fast for you. God cannot fast for you. I was asking yesterday, can someone will be for you? Nobody can urinate for you. Nobody can drink water on your behalf. Hey, I'm thirsty. Can you drink for me? It's nothing like that. Everybody must drink for himself. So you must drink for yourself. Every child of God must drink for him or herself. That is the truth. How many of you want God to choose you? I see the Lord choosing you right now. For his special assignments. God will not reject you. I said God will not reject you. Yes. I see you shining as a bright light. In this crooked and perverse generation, you are shining as a light. Yes, pure. No contaminations. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I see your light breaking forth. And your righteousness going before you. Yes, your righteousness will go, your sanctification, your right living, your, it will just go before you like that. Oh, yes. So, right, fasting and prayers is a responsibility that we must take in our quest of living the way God wants us to live. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the next thing? Now, I want to show you three costs of ungodliness. Three costs of ungodliness. Okay? What, do you, what does it cost you to live a life of ungodliness? What does, does it cost you something emphatically? Yes. Does it do anything to you emphatically? Yes. What does it do? Number one, it opens the door to sickness and diseases and demons. Ungodliness opens the door to sickness and diseases and demons. Now, when it comes to demons, you must understand that there's demonic possession. Okay? Which is not possible for a Christian, in the case of a Christian. Unless a Christian renounces Christ, consciously renounces Christ, demons cannot possess the person. But there's also demonic obsession. Demonic possession is for the spirit of a, a person. Demons can possess the spirit of a man. But demons can also oppress okay, a man's body. Demonic oppression is for the body. So possession is for the spirit, oppression is for the body, 
and demonic obsession is for the mind. Demons can obsess the mind of a, of a man. Did you hear what I said? Possession is for what? Hello? Possession is for what? Oppression is for what? Obsession is for what? Now, when it comes to a Christian, possession is not possible. But obsession, oppression and obsession are 100% possible. A demon can obsess your mind and oppress your body. <laughs> I went to pray for somebody close to Pastor Mark not long ago. He had a sore that was not dying. Okay? And we prayed for him. Do you remember? We prayed for him. He had gone for, what was it? Was it surgery something? Surgery or something like that. And they had cut some portions of his leg and it was not dying. The sore was not dying. It was diabetes. The sore was not dying. Do you see? Now, he had been taking medicines, everything. It wasn't dying. When we prayed for him, how many weeks later? Just some few months later, the soul has gone, everything is fine. He's walking around, moving around like everything. He's going for exercise, jogging and everything. They were going to chop off his leg, I think maybe a month later or so. If the wound does not heal, they were going to chop off his leg. Now his leg is still there. A demon can cause source. Source. There are cases that are related to source. Do you see? Boils are all cases. Then some of, some of them are from demons. It's not every sickness that is from, it's demonic. But there are some sicknesses that are demonic. Lambs. Okay, read, read Deuteronomy chapter 28. You see it. Cases. Now, a Christian can open himself up. You see that there's a sickness, a demon will just hang itself on your liver. <laughs> and it starts giving you problems inside your body. Why? Because of some sins you committed and some disobedience, some ungodliness that you walked in. You just fling the door open for the devil to have access to your body. Because this body is not saved. This body is in this world. And this mind is being saved. You see? You see that you can't stop thinking along a certain line. Some, they are Christians who have gone mad. Yes, because of demonic attacks on their mind. Why? Because they flung the door open. The word of God is what you use to protect your mind and protect your body. Without the word of God, your body and your mind are exposed. Any demon can just fly in and fly out. Okay? Mark chapter 2, verse 10 to verse 11. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he says to the sake of the palsy. I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine, into thine house. Now, this is the guy who, was, who, who had become crippled. Okay? And his friends brought him through the roof, if you remember. And Jesus. Instead of saying be healed, said that your sins, son, your sins are forgiven you. Why? Because it was a sin that had caused him to become paralyzed. It wasn't because he hit his leg against a stone or had an accident. It was because of his sins. His sins had caused him to be in the situation he found himself in. So when Jesus said, rise up, your sins are forgiven you, the Pharisees were confused. They were like, ah, what are you talking about? Who, do, who are you to forgive sins? And Jesus said, I, I, want you, I can forgive sins because I'm, I'm, I'm the son of God. Stand up from thy bed. And the guy was able to stand up because his sins were forgiven him. John chapter 5. Maybe this is going to convince you now. John chapter 5. Sin brings direct sickness, I tell you. John chapter 5, verse, verse 3, all the way to verse 14. But it's a long read. So let's just read verse 14. This is the man who, was, who had been in the... Who had been, he, he also had a, a problem with his legs for 38 long years. Do you know 38? Have you seen a 38-year-old before? 
38 is a long time, and he was sick for 38 long years. What was causing the sickness? Sin. Ungodliness. He had done some things that had caused him to become sick for 38 years. A child of God. Someone who was an Israelite and was in covenant with God was bound by the devil because of sin. Afterward, Jesus finded him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. His sin is what had caused him to be in that situation. And Jesus told him, Go and sin no more, or else something worse than what has happened to you will come on you. The guy had done some wild things, and those wild things had caused him to become sick because he opened the door for demons to come into his life. So it cost a lot to walk in ungodliness. All the sex, all the stealing, all the fraud, all those things, there's a cost to it. It's not free of charge. You are opening a door for demons. There are Christians who cannot change. There are Christians who, who it's like, it is too late for them. <laughs> I was talking to somebody, a Christian. Okay? And I'm, we made, I mean, this guy could not stop drinking. I mean, he, he, he can drink, he's, he's sickle. He's drinking himself to death. And he's just 35 years old. Yes. He's drinking himself to death. There's a house for him to live in. But he can't live in the house. He's always living in the gutters. Because of booze. Any money he gets is going to booze. Clearly there's a demon involved now. You see. Now, when you pray for him, after two days he'll go back, he'll go back for the beer. He'll go back for that petition. Because it is, too, it is too nice for him. One day, his mother, sisters, aunties, uncles, all came with him to my office. And I was talking to him. I made, I made preparation. We made preparations for him. All of us made preparations for him. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. We are going to do this. So that this thing can live your life. Can you imagine he didn't take it? I shared the word of God with him. Prayed for him. Did everything. And gave money for him to be handled in a certain way. Taken for rehab and all of those things. He didn't go. That was the day I got to know that some, for some people it is too late. You can get to a point where it is too late. You can't, we can't do anything for you. Are, you are on your way to death. It's finished. Even though you are alive, you are, you are done. And that's what the devil wants to get you to. The thief come and but you still to kill and to destroy. He wants to destroy your life completely. He wants to give you HIV. Give you some serious sickness that you can't... Listen, when, when, you are, when you are dying, nobody comes around though. Have you noticed that all your friends who were chilling with you and all those, when someone is sick, they don't go again. They visit once, twice, that's it. They don't mind you on your own. You are dying on your own. Your liver is not working. You are, you are in surgery, whatever. Nobody minds you. Have you seen some before? Yeah. Yeah. So you must be very, 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 very smart. It costs something. It flings the door open for sin, for sickness, for destruction. I pray that that door that you have flung open will be closed today. I pray that it will not be too late for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever has caused you to be bound to addictions that are not from God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I cut it now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Be free! In Jesus' name. James chapter 5, verse 14 to 15. I'm just giving you points for you to see. Pastor Mark wants to say something. Yeah, say it. Say it away, brother. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Bishop. Um, three weeks ago, there was a lady who came to our branch in Kaswa. And she's in a sisterhood. So she, she was introduced to it at age eight, and she goes under the sea. She says she can go under the sea physically, 
actually, yes. And there's a way they do it. She can either go, she can go physically at the same time, she can go um, spiritually, yes. And during her initiation, she was given three things to choose. And out of the three that she mentioned, one was harvesting of human organs. Yes, that is something that she has to do. So she said, I was like, ah, well, like, what, what organs? She said, liver, kidney. I was like, how do you do it? He said, most of the time, it's, it's guys. He takes the kidneys of guys. And he says that the only way he, she can do it is by having sex with them. And that when, he, when, she, when she has sex with you, that's right after that, she will go into the sea. And when she goes into the sea, you are attached to her. So she will move with you, even though your body is lying somewhere, she's with your soul in the sea. And when you go, they will cut you and they will remove your kidney. So when you wake up, your kidney will just fail, or your liver will fail, or your lungs will begin to fail. Like whatever part of the body they take, they take. When you just, when you just sleep and wake up, it is no longer working. And no matter what you do, you just die. Yes. So she was sharing this experience with me. She's, she's done so many things. It's like so many things. Yeah. And you'll be surprised Christians are part. Because as a Christian, what are you doing there? <laughs> Oh, WK what? WKY something something else. Hey! Yeah. You, got, you, thought, you thought you have gotten free scholarship. You didn't know that your kidney was being taken. Yes. Very beautiful lady. That's it. And they are sitting in church too. They are sitting where? In church. Yes. The church is not only for Christians. Everybody is inside the church. Yeah. In his church, one lady came from this door, another guy came from this door, and they met in the church, and they started having sex with each other. And the lady got pregnant. You know, the lady was taking the guy out of church, all of those things. The lady got pregnant. And then the guy said, she's going back to church, whatever, whatever. In church, the guy was in church when the lady removed the baby out of her womb. I don't know how she did it, but she pushed the baby out and put it on the guy's bed. And took a video and sent it to him that he should come back for. He should come back from church and come and see his baby on the bed. Yeah, you think they are, you don't know, you don't know. Onale, it's called Onale Beautiful. Onale, what? All the stress. You can avoid all the stress by walking righteous. Just watch my letter, or you'll be fine. Yeah? I tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be shocked. The effect of righteousness is what? Is peace. Yes. Peace. You have peace of mind. You don't, like you are not stressed. Yeah, yeah. You are not stressed. Yeah. Is any sick among you? James 5, verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray for over him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Is the, sick, is, the, is the sickness came because of what? Sin. Have I convinced you enough? Yeah. You are better off keeping yourself. You will live longer. I tell you. Just marry. The Bible says that the marriage bed undefiled. Listen, you can hold your, the post of your bed and go up like this. And your husband will be standing on, from the ceiling. What? I mean, whatever. You can hold the leg of the bed and break it up. Whatever it is. Do everything. Yes, ask, ask Pastor Patrick. He will tell you. 
Hallelujah. Number two. Number two cause of ungodliness is that it blocks your access to, to supernatural fruitfulness. It blocks your access to supernatural fruitfulness. Like, you, you can't have a certain kind of fruit. I've told you so many times, isn't it? Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I'll pour out my spirit unto you. I'll make known my words unto you. you will not, he will not pour out his spirit upon you, or you will not have a certain manifestation of the spirit, and have a certain kind of resource and fruit in your life, if you don't turn at his reproof. When the word of God comes, you must turn at the reproof. God is reproving you. Oh, this whole meeting is correctional. The Lord is just correcting us. And that's one of the reasons why the word of God is given. For correction. Yes, the Lord is just correcting you. So that you move away from the line in which you are. Sometimes you're walking a certain line. If someone does not tell you that where you are going is wrong, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Listen, many Christians have died because of sin. And they didn't even know that it was because of that. They had no idea. God has just been merciful to you. God has been merciful to you all this while. But God is telling you that, listen, don't continue in that line. Don't continue in that line because you lose a lot of things. Do you see? Yeah. Psalm 105, verse 17. Joseph would have lost all these things if he had not walked in godliness. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. Whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him. If he had fooled around, the king would have not sent for him to be loosed. Even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He was, God, he was made free because of his righteousness and because of his sanctification. He said, I will not do this against God and against Potiphar, my master. Next verse. He made him lord of his household, his house. And ruler of all his substance. God wants to make you ruler of all the substance of Pharaoh. Who is Pharaoh? Pharaoh is Satan. Egypt is the world. God wants you to rule. The Bible says that the devil is the god of this world. Yet we must rule in his world. You see? We must rule. God wants us to rule in this world. Yes. As many as um, Romans chapter, Roman chapter 8 verse is it 17? Am I saying it right? No, Romans 5, 17. Romans 5, 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign, shall king in life, in the same life, by one, Jesus Christ. So God wants you to reign in this life. But you can't reign, okay, when you are into all kinds of things. Like you will lose it. Yes, you will lose it. I pray that you don't lose your destiny in Jesus' name. May you not lose your destiny to a small girl. Or to a small boy. Or to a big woman. Or a small woman. Yes. Hallelujah. See, I will not go down. God is helping me. Number three, it blocks your access to eternity with Christ. That's the ultimate. It blocks your access to eternity with Christ. There are those who go to heaven and will never see Jesus. Yeah, because you are too dirty. You are too dirty. It's in the Bible. Let me show it to you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17 to 21. It's in the, I'm not the one saying, Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, 
but be filled with the spirit of filled with the spirit. Next verse. No, go to Ephesians, Galatians 5, 17. Yes. It says, For the flesh lasts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you, before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who do these things, they shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You can enter the kingdom of God and not inherit the kingdom of God. So you are in heaven. But you can't inherit what is in heaven. You have no inheritance in heaven. Do you understand? There is no house there for you. You are living on the streets in heaven. And you will know that you are living on the streets in heaven. Yeah. You are Kubala in heaven. First Corinthians chapter six, verse, verse uh, nine. Look at First Corinthians six nine. Knowing not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, are you not righteous? You are the righteousness of God, right? So he's not talking about your positional righteousness. He's not talking about your righteousness, your position. He's talking about your righteousness in terms of your work. Knowing not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Shall inherit. They can't inherit. You don't have any inheritance in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that you have inheritance in the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 to 23. Matthew 7, 22 to 23. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. These are pastors. He tell them, and then I will I confess or profess unto them. I never knew you. Depart from me. He that work what? He that work what? Yes. You who are into evil, into foolish things. He says, depart from me, because I knew you. No, I don't. I didn't. I don't know you. I did not allow you to do the things you did. Are you seeing it? Are you in the church or have gone home? Yeah. Wow. You must walk in sanctification or righteousness till the end of your life. Not for some days. God is expecting you to walk in righteousness till the day you leave this earth. Write this verse down. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 20 to 24. I told you, I'm just giving you points now. Yeah. How long have I preached? More time. I feel you are tired. Look at these verses. These are verses in the Bible. Since the soul that sinned, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. Neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him. And the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. Like every, each one for himself, God for us all. Next verse. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he has committed, and keep all my statutes, and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. If you turn, he says you shall live. Next verse. All his transgressions that he has committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness that he has done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure at all at the at all the, that the wicked shall uh, sorry? Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? Say the Lord God, and not that he should return from his way and live. But when the righteous tenant, it is a righteous man is turning away from his righteousness and committed iniquity, 
and doeth according to all that all the abominations that the wicked man doeth, shall he live? All his righteousness that he has done shall not be mentioned. Yes, that he has done shall not be mentioned. In his trespass that he has trespassed, and in his sin that he has sinned, in them shall he die. So it is in your own interest to walk with God to the end. On the last day of your life, you should be walking with God, not with something else. Okay? Or it's like you have cancelled all the things that you have done. Hey. Hmm. So how do we walk in, a, in, in sanctification? How do we do it? That's the next thing I want to tell you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.